Thank you for joining us at I-80 Sports as we break down the Dallas Cowboys season projections. The last, the 32nd team of our preseason projections. And you think after 31 tries, I would have landed the intro a little better than that, Steve. (laughs) But you know what? It's not how you always start. It's how we finish. And what better way to finish than with America's team? I, I taste a little uh, vitriol in your voice there. Um, Dallas Cowboys, there's lots to talk about. They are uh, featured on Hard Knocks this year, so we're getting a little inside peek. And the number one storyline is Dak Prescott, uh, who went down with injury last season, is going to make a return this year. Before going down with injury last year, Dak was on pace for 6,700 yards, 36, tw- 36 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, which is a little less impressive. But over the last three seasons, his per 16 average would land him 4,626 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. This year, I have him taking a huge step forward, 5,200 yards, 32 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, um, adding four rushing touchdowns. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Yeah, um, Dak Prescott currently is quarterback five with an ADP of 505. Um, I, I I had to make a few adjustments. Let me see. He, he, is, he is my QB five. I have him right at his projections. I have him with... Um, I have him with 5,344 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions since he likes to run the ball. I have him with 60 rush attempts for 306 yards and five touchdowns. Now I have Dak now as my QB six on the season, just one stop step behind where he is landing currently. Um, I was very high early. I've cooled off just a little slightly just because last year's numbers were so ridiculous. <laughs> he has weapons, but if this offense is even a little better, some better game scripts, Zeke is going to be the guy who's the beneficiary. I really love Zeke. I love mm. the Dallas ground game more this year. That defense, they got better as the season went on. Now, when I say better, I mean they were historically bad to start the season and improved just slightly. That's going to improve the game scripts, and that's going to keep Dak from throwing for 7,000 yards this season. (laughs) I love Dak. I think he's appropriately priced. I grabbed him as uh, my first overall pick. I think it was pick 10 overall in the Scott Fishbowl, uh, a super flex league. So I absolutely love Dak. I'm high on him. I think he is safe. And I think his targets just make him a stud. Yeah, um, I I honestly think that Dak Prescott can outperform um, his ADP. He's you know he is my the, the quarterbacks I have ahead of Dak are only Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray. You know, so you know he can easily outdo any any projections we may have for him. Absolutely. He's the one guy that I think could finish quarterback one overall. Like I have Russell Wilson projected. Now projections are not rankings. We're talking about stat outcomes here. I have Russell Wilson projected and Lamar Jackson projected as scoring more points, but I don't Mm. think that there's any way I'm drafting Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson over Dak Prescott. I mean, there's almost (laughs) no risk. We talk about injury. We saw him with the shoulder. They are taking their time getting him back to the field. He will be 100% come game day. And it's going to be Mahomes, Prescott, or Murray in the end to be one of the top three uh, quarterbacks on the board. I just can't project the stats purely that way he doesn't have that pure rushing upside he doesn't have um you know his touchdown to uh, interception ratio wasn't 
out of this world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I love Dak Prescott. I think he's safe when you grab him in drafts. And, and if you had him as a top two, top three, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and and right before we started recording this episode, Jerry Jones, um, it just came across on the fantasy football alerts that you know Dak Prescott is good to go for Week One. So grab him. Beautiful. Let's move on to talk about the running game, which is uh, led by Ezekiel Elliott, who had an uncharacteristically low season last season. First time he ever played 15 games with under a thousand rushing yards. I think he improves with his uh, BFF Dak back and healthy. I think this is one of the only quarterback running back tandems in the NFL that can produce together. It's not Mm. a quarterback game or a running back game. It could be both. It could absolutely be both. And that's partly because of the receiving upside. I have um, Dak this season at... Dak or Zeke? Because we just talked Dak. Zeke. (laughs) (laughs) I have him this season. Let me see where he is. Well, right now he is running back um, five with an ADP of 105 while you're looking. Beautiful. I have him at 1,260 rushing yards, uh, 90 targets, 68 receptions, 493 yards, and 14 total touchdowns. I said years ago that Ezekiel Elliott didn't have that receiving upside. I think that time has changed. I think Mm -hmm. he is going to be a target in this passing game. I have him as my running back six. And... uh, it seems like although his ADP is like running back five, it seems like he's being drafted either number one, two, or three, or number 10, 11, 12. Like I haven't seen him go running back five or six. I've seen him go much earlier, yeah. much later, and, I, and I'm really okay with that. Yeah, I have I have Zeke as my running back seven. Um, I gave I gave him 263 carries, um, 12, 1,263 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. I think that he's going to be targeted more because, you know, I think he I think like three years ago he had like um, uh, like 90 targets. I, I have him with 80 targets, 62 receptions, 503 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Um, he came into camp much lighter this year. He looks more explosive. And I think to be honest, Tony Pollard, the way he balled out at the end of last season and played better than Zeke had the whole season, kind of a little fire under Zeke. Yeah. And I think that this is going to be a rebound season for Zeke. Um, I do. I, and I do want to acknowledge that we can also see regression. It's actually one of the reasons why I, um, I traded him away for the number one overall pick in my dynasty in both of my dynasty leagues. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I think he has a high ceiling, but I think he also has a very low floor. I like Zeke. I think he's going to rebound, but I do have my doubts. I love it. Okay. Let's talk about his backup, Tony Pollard. Um, I have Pollard with about 120 touches to himself, 600 or so total yards. He's a top tier handcuff. Last season when Zeke missed that game in the fantasy playoffs, he was one of the top running backs out there. My pump the break moment is not to really just draft him too high. As I pointed mm-hmm. out, uh, Pollard, when he had that great game in the fantasy playoffs last year, he was unowned in over half the leagues. People yeah, were drafting him in the sixth or seventh round and then dropping him through the course of the season. They need bench spots. They need COVID fill-ins. And people are dropping their handcuffs. So currently he's going ninth round, fifth pick. I would prefer taking Lindsey, Philip Lindsey, two picks later and just picking Tony Pollard up when he's off waivers. Yeah. Um, I have Pollard as running back 48 in my projections. Um, and I think that, and I think that if he gets the opportunity, like he did last year to start, you know, I, if Zeke is injured, I think you'll get solid returns. In my opinion, 
Tony Pollard is the best handcuff in the league. And I, and I, you know, I know that you have you backfields like Buffalo, Cleveland, and New Orleans, where you can roster those two running, two running backs and get solid returns if you start either one of them. But, you know, when you, when you look at, when you look at Dallas, they normally focus on one solid running back to get the work. And then you'll have backups like Pollard who will give you solid returns when you start them. That, Tony Pollard that, would be a bell cow running back on any other team in the NFL. Yes. Do you agree with that statement? No, I thousand percent agree with that. Maybe not any other team, but 20 of the other teams in the NFL. Um, I absolutely love what he brings. And uh, again, I, I don't think I'm going to draft him. We'll see when drafts uh, start continuing. I don't own any Tony Pollard yet. But when you look at the ninth round, I'm talking about my first or second bench guy. I need those guys mm. to pop in a COVID year. I, yeah. I can't see taking Tony Pollard knowing that he was available in half of leagues. I'll spend some fab later on, and that'll be my bad. I'll save it, and we'll, we'll worry about Tony Pollard <laughs> when that situation comes up. But let's talk about this dynamic, dynamic passing game. We talked about Dak Prescott and what he brings to the table. Let's talk about the, the trio here, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Let's start with the incumbent. Amari Cooper had 92 catches for 1,114 yards and five touchdowns last season. But before Dak went down, he was on track to have almost 150 receptions for almost 1,600 yards. I think he has improved on his volatility early in his career. We always talked about him being a boomer bust guy. He'd give you 30 points or two. I think he had only four single-digit games last year, and he okay. also had only one game over 27 points. So the time of him being this boomer bust guy that we saw early in his career, that's over. He's a pretty good, consistent player now. I am with 140 targets, 95 receptions, 1,285 yards, and nine touchdowns, having an even better 2021 with 17 full games of Dak Prescott. Yeah, um, right now his ADP is wide receiver 16 with an ADP of 408. So um, I have him I have him right ahead of his ADP in my projections. I have him right there with 85, per, uh, 85 receptions, 1173 yards, and seven touchdowns. <sighs> but I've always been a sell on Amari Cooper. I know, I know what you're talking about. Like he only had four um, under 10 games. I, I, I want to see it for a second season. I want to see that level out for a second season before I'm sold on it. Well, not only am I sold, I'm not even going to tell you where he is in my uh, wide receiver rankings, but I'll tell you where the cheat sheet that I posted averaged him out. Now, this is my ranking plus his uh, ADP. He's wide receiver seven. Now, mm -hmm. I am way over the top on AD, uh, over ADP, and I'm probably higher than anyone else in the fantasy industry. I think he's earned that right. He showed that rapport with Dak Prescott. C.D. Lamb is probably a better receiver, but Amari Cooper is going to just have the wheels taken off of him this season. He's going to be out to the races, and um, I see that as, as the ceiling. I have him as the top wide receiver in my tier two of wide receivers. Okay. Let's move on to talk about CeeDee Lamb because a lot of people are uh, debating which one should be first. CeeDee Lamb is the number one. Amari Cooper is the number one. I, I think that this is more of a 1A, 1B than a 1 or 2. And CeeDee Lamb is a very, very skilled wide receiver. I he just, is. I, I got to go with the incumbent here. CeeDee Lamb is going to have a wonderful season. I think he improves on his rookie season with 130 targets for 91 receptions 1119 yards and seven total touchdowns i think he is uh, a good value where he's going and uh let's talk about that steve 
Yeah, um, CD Lamb is currently um, consensus wise wide receiver eleven with an ADP of three oh nine. Sure, I have him way under. I have him as my wide receiver twenty three. I have him with eighty eight receptions, eleven oh nine yards, and six touchdowns. I think he's an incredibly talented wide receiver, and I think he has the opportunity to really shine with with a top tier fantasy quarterback like Dak. But honestly, while my projections have him lower than his ADP, I'm still a buy because it, it, it you know, like I have him as my wide receiver 23. And if a wide receiver 23 can give me 1,100 yards and, and over 80 receptions, I want that on my team. I do think he has the opportunity to outperform his rankings. I think this could see uh, this could be the year where we see two wide receivers on the Dallas Cowboys reach top 10 status. That is the, the absolute ceiling for C.D. Lamb. Um, I do love him. I know people are going to be saying, oh, you're too low, you're too low, whatever. I just, I like Cooper better this season. C.D. Lamb is the future. He's probably a better wide receiver today. But that doesn't always reflect in the targets. That doesn't always reflect in the stats throughout the season. Again, to this is projections, not rankings. And I have Amari Cooper scoring more fantasy points next year. And that's just the gist of it. That's okay. how it is. Yeah. That's so about Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup was uh, the golden child before C.D. Lamb uh, <laughs> was drafted. We heard a lot of people, and we, we saw a lot of uh, people in the dynasty community lose their minds when C.D. Lamb was drafted. Uh, Gallup finished his second straight season with over 100 targets last year. I have him in 2021 with 105 targets, 58 receptions, 855 yards, and two touchdowns. What do you have for Michael Gallup this year? Michael Gallup is wide receiver 52 with an ADP of 1201. Let's see. How do I have the target share on my rankings? So I have Amari Cooper with 135 targets. I have CD Lamb with 123. And I have Michael Gallup with 99 targets. Um, I gave him 55 receptions for 858 yards and four touchdowns. What do you, what do you give him? Yeah, I have him right around the same. I have uh, Cooper with 140, CD with 130, and Gallup with 105. I think if, like, Amari Cooper's going to get his. CeeDee Lamb is going to get his. Mm -hmm. If the team is better, if they're running the ball more efficiently, if Zeke balls out, I think that does bite into what Gallup does more than anyone else on the team. I have mm -hmm. as my wide receiver 49. Um, I wouldn't roster him if I have any of the other Dallas Cowboys wide receivers. There are possibilities, like if there's an injury or something like that, that Gallup does step up, but he's nothing more than a flex or a bye week play for me currently. Yeah, because um, he's definitely the wide receiver three on this team. You know, when they go three wide receiver sets, he'll be on the outside opposite Amari Cooper with CeeDee Lamb in the slot. But like, you know, watching camp videos of CD Lamb playing on the outside as well, like in two wide receiver sets, it's going to be CD and not Gallup. And since they want to get since they want to get back to establishing the run game, you know, you, you're going to see you're going to see fewer um, three wide receiver sets. You're going to see more. Um, you're going to see more tight end fullbacks and stuff like that. So, you know, you got to So one of them is going to suffer. And yeah. I think it is going to be Gallup. And I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year to see Zeke with more targets than Michael Gallup. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see that flip-flop either. Let's move on and talk about the tight end position because I do have about 120 targets available to the tight end position. I have Blake Jarwin with most of those. I have him with 85 targets, 64 receptions, 733 receiving yards, and six receiving touchdowns. Dalton Schultz is still there, but I would like to just reiterate, Blake Jarwin is the guy to own. He's the tight end one on this team, and he's mm -hmm. the guy that you should own for fantasy football. 
Yeah. Um, Jarwin is tight end 21 with an ADP of 1501. Um, I, I have him as my tight end 21 right there at his ADP. I have him with 81 targets, 62 receptions, 719 yards and four touchdowns. Um, you know, and the reason I don't have him or Gallup higher is because, you know, I believe that both players are going to cut into each other's production. You know, when we, we, I, I think I think when Gallup's on the field, I think Jarwin will be less targeted. I think when but but I but, you know, when Gallup is um, not on the field, I think Jarwin could get more target shares there. So I think that I think that, you know, just those two are just going to clash for targets. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. I have him as my tight end 10, and that sounds very drastic, but I'll tell you what, the two touchdowns that I have that you don't have, I'm, I have two more touchdowns than you, if we took those away, he'd be around tight end 20. I mean, when we take talk about these guys between 10 and 25 for tight ends, they're, they're just a minuscule couple yards, maybe oh, yeah. a touchdown, separating them. And because of that, I have Jarwin as my tight end 10. Um I don't want him. I don't necessarily, <laughs> I'm not reaching for anyone there. It's just that there's so much, uh, it's, it's like a little traffic jam there with all the guys kind of from 10 to 25 all together. And it depends on the week. You pray for three catches for 32 yards. And if he falls in the end zone, you had a good week. And that's yeah. how I feel about Blake Jarwin. That doesn't mean he's not a very good tight end. That doesn't mean he's not going to be better for the Cowboys than he is for fantasy football. It just means that uh, I would, you know, hesitate before you know being excited to have him on my fantasy football team if if i have blake jarwin it means during the draft something went wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean that, that's just that's just what it is it, it is what it is and that's okay i mean i mean who would you who would you rather have because jarwin's a late a late round tight end um let's see let's look at some other late round tight ends how about adam troutman uh, would i would think? rather have Ooh, that's a that's a it's very close. It's very close. Um, I, I think Troutman just because we saw him with all those touchdowns last year. Irv Smith, Blake Jarwin, easily the Blake Jarwin. All right. Um, here's here here's someone I have ranked higher than Jarwin. Um, Dan Arnold from the Carolina Panthers. Blake Jarwin. All right. One more that might be a more well known name. Austin Hooper. Blake Jarwin. All right. One last one. Gerald everett Ooh, so let's talk about gerald everett now um if gerald everett's falling in drafts and something bad happens where i can't get a tight end i'm targeting i'm just mm-hmm. gonna wait 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 take him at the end of my draft yeah because i i have um actually jarwin went up to tight end 20 in my rankings um so Jar- i have jarwin at 20 and gerald everett at 21 yeah so. my, my my i'm taking a top five tight end or gerald everett to be more clear Okay. <laughs> to be even All more right. clear, Gerald Everett <laughs> is just uh, out of that Seattle camp. Everyone's talking good about. It. I know Pete Carroll talks good about everyone, so yeah. I don't know how well we should uh, take that into consideration. But Gerald Everett is going to be Russell Wilson's homeboy this year, and I love it. So yeah. there you go. I, I, maybe that was a bad thing to finish the show on. That was a bad player comparison there. Um, anything that you have to say about the Dallas Cowboys before we leave, Steve? I mean. I'm I am cautiously optimistic about how the about how fantasy wise they're gonna do this year, but they did draft more on the defense. Um, you know the, the Cowboys did during the draft, so they did make an effort to improve that defense. So like 
They, you know, they literally can't be worse than they were last year. And that's yeah. what kind of scares me with some of the projections. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I think the one that, that should be the most consistent, the two, the two players that are probably going to be the most consistent are going to be Dak and Zeke. I think those are going to be the two most consistent. I agree. Thank you everyone for joining us at ID sports. Now this is number 32 of 32. You can go back and watch every team projections let us know what you think drop a comment below drop a like drop us a subscribe find us at iedsports.com youtube.com backslash i80sports and you can find me on twitter at i80 underscore sports thank you for watching and have a great week